What's going on, guys? Your boy D-Tech. And then once again, you already know what time it is. Time for that seventh episode of the Brotherhood Podcast. This episode, I'm bringing to you my brother Ola. Coming to you from the Windy City, Chicago. I've known Ola for years. Met him back in college. We've been brothers ever since. It's going to be a real good episode. Stay tuned. Coming to you in three, two, one. Let's get it. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy D-Tech. And then once again, I'm bringing to you the seventh episode of the Brotherhood Podcast. On this episode, I'm bringing to you my brother from day one. During my time at Quincy University, I met him on the first day of school. Yeah. Ever since then, my dog Ola. Olsen Dyro, what's good, boy? Yeah. Hey, you better get my <laughs> name right. How about you say your name right? Say it for the people. It's Ola Olsen Dyro. Olsen Dyro. Yeah, Olsen Dyro. got that right. All right. Bad. My dog, good. how you been, man? How's everything? I'm good, man. All is well, you know. I got God oh, in my yeah. life, so I can't complain. I hear that, bro. I hear that. I'm sure it's cold out there in the Windy City. Oh, yeah. You already know. Brick City. <laughs> Freezing day. Buttocks off. I, I feel you, though. You can curse, bro. Just not, you know. Just... Right. I'm freezing my nuts off. There's going to be some kids listening, but it's all right. You know, you can curse a little bit. Right. <laughs> what it do, though? Shit, I'm good, man. It's chilling, man. It's my day off today. It's been... Getting some things done during the day, and yeah, it's been enjoying my day, bro. How about you? Yeah, all is well. You know me. I just got up out the gym. Now I'm yeah, I already up. know how you do. How Ready? long was you in there? Four hours? Nah, just three today. Just three? Yeah. <laughs> just three today. What you work on today, bro? I had hamstrings and shoulders. Okay. So not legs, just specifically hamstrings. Yeah. I don't hear that too much. I don't hear that too much. Got to break it down. That's what's up, though, bro. How many days a week you go? Um, I go seven. Seven days a week. Yeah. That's all the days in the week, right? Yeah. That's (laughs) all the days, my guy. (laughs) That's as many as I go. (laughs) So 365, my guy's in the gym. That's so, no days off. Days, yeah. No, know. no days off. I already know, you know how, how you we do, get down. Bro. My guy didn't change since Quincy. No, money don't sleep. Never, never changed up, man. Always in the lab. Always mm-hmm. eating, man. Always. I see you, my guy. So, my guy, I got some uh, topics we to talk about. Um, first <laughs> off, I wanted you to take some time to introduce yourself to the people. All the listeners, tell them about yourself and and your journey. You know, all the trials and tribulations into the man you are today and how you overcame those trials and tribulations. All right. So I'm born here in Chicago, north side. Mm-hmm. Grew up here, moved out south, like in the middle of my elementary school days to the south side and it's when I got to the south side that's when I started to get in a little trouble here and there I'm not okay. going to be too specific about it but yeah of course your boy got down yeah but after I finished elementary school <clears throat> my parents shipped me off to Nigeria like some kind of criminal no I'm just playing <laughs> uh, nah they wanted me to go to Nigeria to get to know my grandparents, learn my culture a little bit more. So I went out there for three years for high school. I graduated high school when I was 16, came back here to the States, and went straight to uh, community college, Truman College um, up north. Yeah. After I graduated Truman, it took me about three years to get my associates there. I transferred to... Point to University, where I met my man's D. That's where we met up, man. We've been day, day one. one. Since then. 
2011. Day one, man. I can't say that about too many people, but my guy since day one. Yeah. Day one. Met my guy at QU 2011. I'm in QU. QU, that's a whole nother topic on its own that I'm sure. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic. We're going to get into that a little later on. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But nah, um, it took me about three years to get my bachelor's of science and management at QU. After QU, I came back to the city. Um, as I was working on my master's degree, I also got into um, doing fitness shows and um, acting. Mm-hmm. And Tell um, the people about some shows you've been on. Oh, yeah, I've been on Empire. People know I've been on Empire, Chicago PD. Um, done a couple short movies here and there, commercials, stuff like that. And that's just the beginning. We still going. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That's it, though? Um, yeah, until now, well, you know, I've been... <laughs> people know what I've been up to lately, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we overcame that, though, man. Oh, yeah. You that's behind us God. now, man. With God, can't nobody stop you, man. Of course. Can nobody get in your way? Who who can be good all the time? You got God on your side. You feel me? Amen. And I've Amen. had God, and I've had God since day one. So I ain't been ever worried about nothing. You feel mm-hmm. me? And the I truth, you on that, bro? The truth is the truth, and I'm one with the truth. So that's an honorable thing, man. But yeah, um, I got into that little situation at the beginning. What what is it? 2019, right? So, yeah. yeah, I got into that little situation. Um, at the beginning of 2019, and I've pretty much been in limbo since then, you feel me, because I'm still in a lot of court proceedings and stuff, so I can't talk about a lot of shit. Yeah, of course. I can't course. really move how I want to move, so yeah, I've just been in limbo since that time, So, but everything's yeah. going to come out on top for us. Of course, bro. Like I said, you always persevere, man. Yeah. Always. Just stay locked in, take it one day at a time. Uh-huh. And I've been just using this time to self self growth mm-hmm. uh, grow my self esteem become a better person and do a lot of studying and learn about myself about That's the world up, as well so it's it's it, it, it's it's all been a positive <coughs> a positive thing in my life mm-hmm. and everything happens for a reason i really believe of course in that. bro so, that's facts that's that's facts so how about uh, Quincy University? Let's go into that a little bit. Huh, I, remember, you. I remember the first day of Quincy University. It truly University, is. <laughs> it truly is, head-ass boy. <laughs> it truly you. is. <laughs> man, let's, let's I ain't about nothing Quincy about Quincy, University. man. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Before I came out there, I was thinking Quincy was somewhere near Chicago. So I was out here telling people, oh, yeah, I'm going to school in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I know you nothing about wrong, that buddy. school, man. <laughs> you got it wrong. Boy, I was all the way off, boy. <laughs> I was all the way off. And uh, <laughs> so, I, you know, the, the ride to Quincy from Chicago, that's about four hours. Yeah, through the, through the cornfields. Yeah, we took that ride once. <laughs> yeah, through through the cornfields, <laughs> and then you arrive in Quincy, the nice yeah. little town of Quincy, and uh, I know nothing about Quincy. I know nothing about that area. I know nothing really about the Midwest. So I was, I mean, I was open to the experience, but I was just kind of n- nervous about the whole thing. Like that was my first time being away from Massachusetts away from my family, away from my friends like that. And I was like, I didn't really know how it was going to play out. And I remember, you know, the football team had their first team meeting. And I sat down at, I looked around, I looked around, I sat down at the table that looked the most welcoming. And there was my brother Ola sitting across, you know, he dabbed me up, said, whatever, how you doing? He was one of the first people to check in with me. And, you know, that, that in itself, you know, is a testament to who Ola is, man. Like he, he don't care where you come from. You know, he, he respect you for who you are. You know, he don't judge nobody, man. So that in itself, 
that said a lot to me. You know, and, you know, I carried. I remember I was going through some tough times adjusting at Quincy, and all the you that lived down the hall from me at Padua Hall. Yeah, Padua Hall. <laughs> Man, I'll good never old forget Padua that Hall. motherfucking name. <laughs> <laughs> at Padua Hall, we was in there for two years. Uh huh. Right? Was it was two years we were in there, right? Yeah. Four locoed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the forty. <laughs> yeah, I already know, man. I, man, I was in, I was going through tough times initially, adjusting to Quincy, and initially it was tough times the whole. The whole nah, time bro. Time. When I first came out there, bro. Yeah, it was bad. Man, I was a mess, bro. I I didn't want to come out the room. I was, you know, my room was a mess. I was a mess. I didn't give a damn what I looked like. Like I was just having a hard time, bro. But you, like, I remember every day, especially. In, in the beginning, all the time. It didn't every day. Like you come by the room, knock on my door. Oh yeah, come we'll out the room, every let's day. Go. Let's every go. Day. Let's like, get out the room, bro. Come on. Yeah. And you, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I got a lot of respect for you for that, man. Cause if it wasn't for you, bro, I probably I might have transferred after that first year. I probably I probably wouldn't have met everybody like I did. Like you were like the key to meeting everybody else. You know, that's what you like got me out of myself. So I appreciate I'm I forever appreciate that, bro. Real talk. Like always love. You know what I mean? Like you, you knocked on my door every day. Like you saw I was down. I wasn't adjusting very well. And you always got me out the room, man. I always came out like man, school. Let's go. And I came out eventually. I was getting the, you know, more adjusted, more inclined to the situation. You know, and then we met out, we met the rest of the money team. What's <laughs> yes, uh, Money rest team. The rest of the money team. Shout out to the money team. Shout out. <laughs> so Ola, how about you, man? How was your? I ain't gonna start coming from Chicago to Quincy. What was that experience like? I ain't gonna start. First coming to Quincy, you know, it was me and my brother. Yeah. I graduated Truman. <clears throat> graduated high school the same year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both decided to go to Quincy. He, the only reason I went to Quincy was because he was going to Quincy. Yeah. And I wanted to play football. I played soccer in high school, but I've always wanted to. But I played. So you football. never played football before that, right? No, nah, no. Nah, I played football. Well, I played in elementary school. Okay. Okay. I played football for like two years in elementary school. Yeah. But, but once I went to Nigeria, soccer is the big thing over there. So yeah, I was, I was playing soccer in, in high school. But um, once I came back here, I always wanted to get back into football. So I was just going to wait until I got to a four-year college so I can play mm-hmm. football and just walk on on the team. <clears throat> so my brother decided to come to Quincy, and he was going to play football here. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go with him. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this. Yeah, go ahead, bro. I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm thinking, okay, I'm about to go to this four-year school. I'm about to be playing. I'm about to be on the football team. I know all the football niggas be getting all the honeys. Like, it's about to be <laughs> a wrap. I'm in there. And you already know, I'm coming in. I already got some size on me. I got some. Yeah, my food. guy was. You feel me? So I'm feeling, like, I'm feeling like I'm about to come out here. I'm about to kill shit. Yeah, man, I'm just thinking all the best stuff, man. I come out here, boy. It's a complete 180. <laughs> Whole football team trash. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get no type of honey. I'm like, no, nah, man, this can't be real. Like, yeah. I got brought back to reality real quick. Of course, real quick. We real all did, bro. We all did. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, brothers on the brothers on campus, period, wasn't getting that much love. Nah, brothers wasn't. were not getting that much love at all. It definitely was know? not. Was except for the basketball team. Yeah, except for the basketball, basketball team was a breed of their own, man. Them them, them niggas, boy. <laughs> doing numbers. I ain't even gonna talk on that. Doing numbers, bro. <laughs> Uh, nah, we ain't getting no love, bro. Nah, not like that. <laughs> Wasn't getting no love in the streets, a, man. If you on a football team, nah, not like that. <laughs> not like that at all. I think I think being on a team was more of a hindrance, honestly. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Everything everything was just not what I expected it to be. You feel me? But, yeah. So like what was the turning point, bro? Like what started making guys, honestly. Yeah. Like, Quincy would have been it, it was, not it would have been. It was yeah. one of the worst periods of my life, but it's one of the best <laughs> as well. A hundred percent, bro. hundred percent. I met I met guys at that school that have shaped me into the person I am today. Helped shape me into the person I am today. And I I wouldn't have been able to stay at that school if I didn't meet those guys. Real talk, man. Talk about the members of the money team. You feel me? That's yeah. We was a family, man. We still we family to this day, man. To this day, day. we we can hold each other accountable. That's what I like about you guys, man. To To this this day, man. Real talk. And, and, and we've had our we had we've had our ups and downs and of course all that but at the end of the day we family like I've had members on the money team hit my ex girlfriend you feel me like <laughs> nah come on son <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth though nah, we... <laughs> my guy all up putting that with that thing I'll put I'll put in it I'll put yeah, it it's, it's real line, that's real though man it's we held each other accountable I gotta be a honey. Yeah, you gotta keep it a hundred. Go ahead, man. I ain't mad at it, bro. Yeah, but <laughs> but we held each other accountable. I I ain't get mad at not hit yeah. her, not hit her like in physically. Like I'm talking about, he sexually hit her. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Everybody make know, that man. clear. We ain't know. And that's, that's no, 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 no. That's one of the rumors. Like the money team, we used to get hated on in um Quincy. They used mm. to hate on us in Quincy. They spread so many rumors. I know. Let me know, man. I know who I know a couple of the people that used to spread the rumors, but they used to spread rumors about us. One of them yeah. was about being a um, woman beater and stuff like, and all that stuff was not true. Yeah, all that stuff wasn't true. And I, I don't know. We must, we must have been them guys to people just spreading rumors. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> Nah, I'm sorry, man. Nah, you good, bro. You good. Yeah. But yeah, the money team, man, they, they, they really helped me with my stay in Quincy because Quincy just wasn't easy to be a minority there. It wasn't an Definitely. easy place to be at all. But, <clears throat> Definitely, bro. It was the money team and Father Ferd. Father Ferd. Bishop, no, Bishop Ferd now. Father Fur, it's funny. He was, a, he was like Ferd. a major figure in all of our lives, man. Actually, I'm the one that, I'm the one that bring Father Fur around the money team. Local. You did, you did, you definitely did. And that's because me and my brother, <laughs> me and my brother had got in trouble. And, and yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah, we got in trouble that. for some dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they made uh, Father Fur our um, our spiritual um, advisor. Okay, and so that's how yeah. you guys initially got close. Yeah. Okay. Father Fred's the man, man. I love that. Nah, he, I, I love him too, man. Real I, I talk. Ever, Real talk. He's been good to us ever since we met him. Always you. looking out for us, man. Always willing yeah. to give us some advice. Because I know, I know he saw how we was all doing. And, you know, we we had our ups and downs, but there was a lot of there was a lot of down points. And he, he could see it, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't easy, easy experience for young black men to be going through. I mean, oh yeah, um, and he peeped that, and he saw that. He yeah, saw that. He saw that he we needed some, you know, guidance. I know, and so he he was always willing to give us a helping hand, advice, whatever we needed. You know, he was there for us. You know, to to have somebody like that in our lives at that stage, it was important. It was important for all of us. On top of us being there for each other during those times too, you know, we had each other's backs through whatever, man, whatever, whatever was good, bad, ugly, we had each other's backs, man. Straight up. And to this day, I I really can't account. I really can't think back to any other group of friends that did that for me like you guys did. Real talk, like you guys really shaped me into. We all shaped each other. Straight up. It's like iron sharpens iron, man. Like, we all, none of us was really from Quincy, Quincy. 
You know, right. I mean, there was from some some from Illinois, but none of us from from Quincy. So we all brought a piece of where we was from, brought a piece of home within our little group. And on right. top of that, we kept each other accountable. We, you know, made sure we stayed on top of each other, you know, no matter what. And then made sure we was there for each other. So that was important, man. I'll never forget you guys, man, for that shit. That shit was, that shit got me through some tough times, man. Real tough. Straight up. Real tough, oh, bro. I'm just surprised ain't none of us married yet. I know. Hey, Mercy might be on his way, man. There's a few of us on our, might be on our way, man. You don't know. Who knows? Yeah, Who's going to be the first one to do it? It's Michael, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let me not talk on Smichael. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, he's been with for a little while, too. <clears throat> Seems like they got something good going on. Um, yeah, I wish them all the best. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, I want to talk. Have you got? Have you talked a little bit about um, growing up in Chicago? You ain't got to go into all the details, everything. But what was it like growing up in Chicago? Because I know you, there was some periods of time like you was you was living in Nigeria for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah, most certainly. Okay. So you were like going back and forth, like. Nah. So, um, before I, I pretty much went off to Nigeria after I graduated elementary school. Yeah. Great. And I was there for like three years. <clears throat> so, pretty much all my growing up in Chicago happened before I went off to high school. Yeah. And those okay. times. Those times, I grew up on the north and the south side. Mm -hmm. The north side was chill because I was younger at that time. I left the north side around fourth, fourth grade, third grade. And when I came out, when I went out south, that's when I started to get involved with different stuffs here and there. You feel me? Getting in trouble, yeah. messing with the wrong, with the wrong crowd of people. Mm -hmm. you feel me? But I feel like. That's one of the reasons why I do thank my parents for sending me over to Nigeria because if I stayed here for high school, who knows where I'll be right now. Honestly. Yeah. Who knows because I was definitely not going down the right path. It's not like I didn't have good parents either. Like I had yeah. amazing parents that... It's just yeah, the environment. Were, it's the environment. It's wanting to belong you feel me yeah and as a kid when you want to belong you're gonna you're gonna gravitate to the coolest people the people that seem to be the coolest that people want to talk to or hang with or of course or fair even you feel me so mm -hmm. that's what it was <clears throat> so you think like what was that uh thinking back to nigeria and your time there like what was that like after doing a lot of your growing up Chicago, like, what's the, um, I don't know what the word is, man. Experience? What's, yeah, what was the experience compared, the difference between the two? It was just... Living in both places. It was honestly mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, knowing that there's different... That's when I rip when my, when my mind really starts to open up and understand that there's different... There's different places and different different things going on in this world. Like <laughs> when when you've never traveled and you're just staying in one place, you're pretty much trapped in a bubble. Yeah. That there's other places where there's different people speaking different languages, doing different stuff, eating different foods. Mm -hmm. like it's it's completely different in other parts of the world. So going there, living and having a and when I when I went out there and I was in high school, I stayed in a boarding house. You feel me? Okay. Away from my parents, away from my parents and family. So yeah. I pretty much learned how to grow, like, be on my own, be independent. Mm -hmm. at the time. You feel me? Yeah. And out there, it's like it's a it's a it, if you don't if you don't have if you don't have money in that country, you don't struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about struggle, like, and I'm not talking uh, that's about humbling. I'm not talking about like over there. It's either 
you have a lot of money or you don't have no money. Yeah, there's no in between. There's no in between. Like, there's no in between. To live comfortable out there, you have to be rich. Ain't no having a, <laughs> a, 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 um, a job that's, that's paying you minimum wage. You're not going mm-hmm. to be able to live comfortable. Like, you're yeah. very comfortable in this country. So, yeah. It is what it is. By what happened, how to staying in a boarding house out there, I really learned how to become independent. Mm-hmm. Stay on my own. I learned the culture a lot faster. I learned the language a lot faster. And school out there is a lot harder than school over here. Yeah. So it made me like I was behind. I was behind with the students out there. Mm-hmm. I was behind them, but I was able to pick up. And once I came back over here, school was nothing. Yeah, bad, school was bro. literally nothing for me because I was already learning. <laughs> I'm learning stuff at those man, teachers. my guy, one thing I know about my guy, Ola, good at math, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, I'm sure that was a very heavy part of the um, curriculum out there, right? Oh, yeah. That math ain't no joke out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see it, bro. I can see it. That math ain't no joke. But yeah. So you I'm... always, now you definitely always did your thing at math, so I, I can only imagine what it was like out there. Yeah, so I definitely, I definitely am grateful for my experience out there. For sure, bro. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, with that said, what does it mean? Like, what is uh, what does cultural heritage mean to you? Like, what does embracing it mean to you, as a Nigerian living in the United States? Um, it pretty much. Like, what's it, the importance? It gives of, me. A- it gives me an identity, you feel me? Exactly. Because not knowing who you are or where you're from, what 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 can you really rely on? You feel me? How can you really know like the person you are? Yeah. Like that's it's a very important thing to know where you're from. Know your language, your culture. Because without that, that basic thing without that basic thing like it's hard for us to even know ourselves personally like yeah we have all types of emotions and stuff going on in our head like we need some kind of base you feel me yeah having that culture gives you a base to work from 100 Mm percent that's that's real and i remember like like, growing up, like, I know my mother, you know, she's, her family comes from Trinidad and stuff like that. But a lot of black Americans, like, they don't know where they come from, really. They they really don't, like. And so I took it upon myself to do one of the DNA tests and just to see on paper, like, with all the data, all the data spread out, you know, showing where I'm from in the world, um... I think I'm like 19% Nigerian, like 19% Ghanaian, something, something like that. But just to see it, like, it gave me a whole new sense of identity, you know what I mean? Like, I, that I never really had before. Right. You know, I think, I definitely think, like, a lot of black people, we don't know where we come from. Like, black Americans don't really know where they come from. So I highly recommend doing one of those DNA tests if you don't really know where you come just from. To, just to know, you feel just me? Just to like, know and all that. Just how, seeing how you that. Just living, how you just living on this planet and you don't know what exactly. kind of planet you come from. Exactly. Like, it has to be stressful. Yeah. It has to be stressful. Yeah. You, you come from this whole world and you don't know exactly which part of the world you come from. And yeah. You know, your gener- two generations ago come from. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's tough. Yeah, it's not in itself. Like it, it makes me want to go visit Africa now. Like I really want to visit West Africa, Nigeria. Oh, yeah. It makes born. me want to, you We're know, born. revisit my roots. You know, hey, to reconnect. Want, I, well, I already told you. I told yeah. you, yeah, team like. Me and Bola, we're going and we're trying to take a group of people back too in March. Yeah, and in a I'm, month. I'm definitely with it, bro. I definitely want to go see it. Yeah, we're going to Nigeria, and it's going it's going to be lit. Like, Nigeria is one of the funnest places to go. I'm telling you. 
<laughs> you gonna if as long as you have a little a little pocket money on you, yeah, we only, only gonna be out there for like two weeks. You're gonna have the best time of your life. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the people. One of the things a lot of American Americans like it's portrayed through the media like th- that Africa is like this barren land, like you know Sahara Desert like type thing. Like there's nothing around, but it's not like that at all, bro. It's not like that at all. And I'm sure you can attest to that fully, Ola. Yeah, it's just, that's ignorance. That's all that is. Yeah, ignorance. trying to spread ignorance through the media and all that. That's, that's bullshit, man. But it's not like that at all. Bro, you ain't gonna want to come back. Yeah, I can only imagine, The only bro. reason I'm over here is because I need more money. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, I can't be over- you cannot live in that country without no money. Like, you yeah. gotta have money if you're gonna be over there. You feel mm-hmm. me? The reason I'm back here is because my money ran out. I gotta <laughs> <laughs> you know, in this crazy, country, you can, you can be in this country with no job, no money, and still be good. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. But over there, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, you all, you all dumb, man. <laughs> it's a wrap for your ass. All right, so. Let's talk a little bit about fitness. My guy Ola is one of the strongest dudes probably I ever met in my life. Like physically, like you, it is crazy because when he first started at with football, like you was always big, man. You was always a big dude since I met you. But over time, like your dedication to the gym, I never seen somebody work out literally four hours straight. My man was in there for four hours straight, busting his ass. The whole fucking time, man. It's crazy, man. I but man. I don't get and to high. see you from <laughs> to see you from where you started, especially in your strength and your def the definition and your size, like yo, it's like it's crazy, man. I don't get tired. My guy Ola understand, man. Like this stuff this stuff don't come overnight. You feel nah. me? Like, I've been doing this since what, two thousand two thousand eleven, since I started yeah. Since I started college football, that's when I really started working out, lifting weights. Feel me? And since then, I've just been learning more, finding out different techniques, and just making myself better and better and better, and sticking to it. You feel me? Like this. Feel you hundred percent. So, like, what got you on that that four hour um, workout type thing? Like, what was <laughs> that? In, just did you get inspired by somebody? Uh, nah, not even just getting nah. to work. Like I. I would I would have certain workouts, my workouts, I would have to I would have to get that work done. And um during my during like during seasons when I'm when I'm like cutting down and stuff, mm-hmm. I work out I work out twice a day. Each yeah. Of, each of those workouts would be like three hours by itself. Yeah. Within within that three hours, I'm stretching, um <clears throat> I'm lifting and I'm doing cardio. Both mm. times, and don't don't get me started with the calisthenics, you feel me? <laughs> and the gymnastics, like nah, I yeah. seen you been doing all of the um, what the the pole stands, the pole, what's it called, the flag, something like that. Flag pole. Yeah, all my that guy stuff. does all that stuff, man. He's a gymnast too. All that stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfortunately, like was it was it last year? Yeah, I believe it was last year when I tore my bicep. Yeah. Yeah, I tore my bicep doing a back lever. And I, but what I was, was that like, bro? What was that experience like? Man, that was some of the worst pain I've been in my life. And I'm not talking about ripping the bicep. I'm talking about the surgery, waking up from the surgery. Yeah. Waking up from the surgery hurt more than tearing the bicep itself. Like, mm-hmm. I felt that type of pain in my life, but... I came back even better than I was before, so I kind of thank wow. God for for that experience because I changed up my whole the whole way I dieted and trained. It changed mm. after that, and I got better a lot, yeah. better, a hundred times better. Like Jeez. the type of the type of cutness I was trying to get before. Yeah, I, that's when I started to get it. And if y'all if y'all check out on uh, my Instagram, y'all can see like a transformation <clears throat> that I did in two months. Feel me? The transformation. So like what? What like you said your definition got better, right? So how like did you just 
do you think it was like the solitude that forced you to buckle down and study about that stuff more? Like what was? Yeah, that's what it was. I started studying. I started yeah. studying, and that's when I learned about um, keto. And well, I was doing intermittent fasting before, but I stepped my game up once I once I um, after the um, surgery after I was able to start working out again. I stepped my game up, and with intermittent with intermittent fasting, I would just eat like twice a day. Yeah, like big that, good meals, right? Yeah, but after that, I switched it to just once a day. I was eating once a day. Just every once day. a day. Like yeah. what time in the day? Like day, night? It'll be in the evening after in both of my workouts. So I'll work okay. out twice already during the day. Yeah. Morning, then in the evening time, I work out again. And right after my workout, that's when I eat my meal. Okay, so you don't have no food during that. No food. Or that meal, nothing. nothing. Just no water. snacks, no nothing, no protein. Just water. Just, just water, that's it. Yeah. And then when it's dinner time, you, you eat like crazy. <laughs> well, not like crazy because I still kept my calories to probably about, um, if I could, like 2,600, 2,600, okay. 2,700 calories. And I was pretty <clears throat> much on a keto, keto diet. So Yeah. My, my so meal. what does that type of diet do for your body? Um, it pretty much helps you with that. That's one of the reasons why I was able to um, eat only once a day because mm. I wasn't with the keto diet. I'm running. What the keto diet does is it switches your body from um, running on carbs to fat. Yeah. So during a time that you're not eating, your body is able to tap into your fat storages a lot easier. So you don't feel hungry throughout the day. Mm-hmm. People, people right now that eat carbs and they don't, and they, 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 it's gonna be hard for them to eat just once a day because your body's running on carbs, and once once you once your body runs out of that glycogen, which is the um, storage for carbs, you won't your body won't be able to tap into the fat storages as easily. Uh-huh. So, so your body's gonna increase your your body's gonna increase there's gonna be insulin in your body, and your body's gonna, and the insulin's gonna tell your body that what's going on. Ain't no food in here. I'm hungry, and that, and that's when you get hungry and you have to go eat again. You feel me? But with uh, keto, your body's already adapted to running off of fats because you're eating mostly, you're eating high fats for your meals. So once, once, once you're, you're gonna, you're still gonna have carbs in your body, but once your body runs off of the carbs that it has in your body, mm. it's going to be able to um, run off those fats a lot easier so you won't get hungry once you don't have that energy, that those carbs in your system. Uh-huh. That's a lot, bro. I got to turn into a whole nutritionist. Oh, yeah. I'll see, I, 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 I see y'all right now. I ain't licensed, so don't listen to shit like that. You go do your own research. Nah, that sounds like some real stuff, man. You've been doing your research, man. Oh, yeah. I hope oh, y'all yeah. taking notes, all y'all listeners out there. Yup. And, that's and, some real talk. And that type of, the type of eating I was doing, it was helping me out with my cravings. Like, I didn't have no type of cravings. I could go inside the store, walk right past the bread, the sweets, all that. And not mm-hmm. not crazy, you feel me? And, yeah, that's important. And, and I was and I had a mental clarity, like yeah, yeah. My head, my head. I I felt like I was smarter. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah, I felt a lot smarter. I was able to study better. I was wow. able to focus on things better, and I was working on a lot of self development <clears throat> and self improvement. Yeah, I listened to a lot of um inspirational speakers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was able to take in information a lot easier and better. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and it helps you work on discipline as well. You feel me? Because Definitely. Discipline is one of the most important things. Exactly. In this life to succeed in whatever you're doing. Very discipline. true. If you don't have that discipline, you're not going to get anywhere in this exactly. life. Unless you want to be an average person, an average Joe, then yeah, you don't have to worry about it. But discipline... And persistent. With yep. those two, you can do anything. Of course, bro. That's man, cause motivation. I was, we were just talking on the last episode, my guy Baldwin. But yeah, discipline. You know, that's that's the foundation, man. Cause motivation will come and go, man. 
I said it, it don't ain't always there, but what's gonna pull you through no matter what is that discipline. That discipline. Yeah. That discipline. That's that's the vehicle right there. It's gonna take you wherever you gotta go, no matter what. You know. I'm telling you, that sacrifice. People people don't wanna sacrifice nothing, you feel me? Yeah. They just wanna enjoy they holding on to everything they got with their life. Just go sacrifice for it. For two years and see where you're with. Like, exactly. it's just two years. Two years fly by. Like, look at 2019. It flew by like that. You feel me? It did. Real it's talk. Sacrifice for two years. You feel me? Increase your savings. You feel mm-hmm. me? Work a little harder. Study a little bit more and see where you're at in two years. Exactly, bro. And I'm telling you, once, and once you get into this certain lifestyle, you're not going to want to go back. You're going to be, you're going to. You're gonna think to yourself like, why would I ever go back to what I was before when you know mm-hmm. what you went before wasn't working? That's mm-hmm. just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. It's just stupid. I feel you, bro. Like, why would you go back and you know it's not working? Mm-hmm. It didn't work. But some people are just complacent. They just, they just, they're just used to where where they're at in life. You feel they me? They like it's that comfort. It's comfortable. Feel they me? like that comfort, but nothing ever that. grows in the comfort zone. You feel me? Nothing ever grows there. You know, they think because they, they got everything they need, you know, they ain't got to strive for anything more, you know. Why would they want to give up this, you know, to get some, potentially try, you know, try and get something else. But, you know, because they, they hold on, on to everything they got with their life, man. That's human nature, though. That's human nature. You don't want to lose things, you know, that are valuable to you. You don't want to lose things that are, that you invested so much to get. But sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you know, let some of that stuff go to lighten the burden, lighten the load, so you can get somewhere, somewhere further down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just needs to be understood that if it's easy, it's not worth it. Nah. It's not worth it. Ain't nah. it? Don't nothing, don't nothing good comes easy. Nope. That's except a fact. The life, except the life you was given. And even that didn't come easy. Your parent, your yeah. mother was going through hell when she had you. Mm-hmm. So, don't nothing good in Nothing came comes easy. easy. That's a fact, bro. That's don't a fact. Nothing come easy. Nope. And if you, 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 if you feel that comfort day to day, if you feel that comfort, then you know damn well it's time to seek the next level. Uh-huh. I remember, remember, um, remember that trip we made to New Orleans? I was yeah, feeling that comfort up until that time we went to New Orleans. And when I met Loretta, when we sat down with Loretta and she told us about the secret and law of attraction, and all that stuff. That, that, that was it opened my eyes to something time. new. I was like, wow, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm going through the motions of my life, you know, because it's comfortable. You know? But nothing ever grows there. Nothing, you will never really receive anything. You'll just plateau your whole life and fade out, and then, and then that's it. You know? And that's just your life. It was just a plateau, and you faded out, and nobody... And no type of legacy left behind, nothing like that. You know, you just, that's not the type of life I want. I know, I know damn well, I, if I'm going to leave this earth, I'm going to leave a, I'm going to do my best to leave a great legacy behind me for the future generations to come. I mean, and, I and think what about Devin, David. And what, and what Devin means by legacy is making this place a better place for other people. Exactly. That's what, that's what he means by legacy. Like, that's what... That's what your mission should be in life, period. Like, you should want to make this place better for others and the ones to come. Mm-hmm. Because it ain't only about this present, you know. It's it's building for the future generations. Like, we all got a family, you know. So we don't all come from great places. We don't all come from great families. And if you don't, it's the, the that challenge is upon you to change the trajectory of future generations of your family, of your people. That's on you. If you want to just, you, you know, if you want your people to just keep going down the same path and, you know, toxic family curses, generational curses and all that shit, 
then yeah, keep doing the same shit you're doing. But if you want some shit to change, you're going to have to start making daily, even every moment of the day, you're going to have to make thousands of decisions to change that trajectory of your of your life and, and future generations to create a legacy. You know what I mean? But it's a challenge. Not everybody's always up for that challenge. You know what I mean? Some people just want to be complacent and that's it. You know, they're happy with what they got. It's fine. That's fine. But then there's those that want more. If you want more, you got to be up for the challenge. It's a daily challenge to stay in that right path. To to do right by yourself and to do right by others. To want to put yourself in situations that's going to help you grow and to help get you to a higher plateau so that you can seek even more. And I mean, so it, the, the path of growth is, it's, it's never ending. It's never ending. It never ends. Never ends. Success, so success done, never ends. Like it's, I don't, I don't even, I don't even feel like there is any real, like, like we all had, like back then we all had a, a dream of, you know, becoming, rich have the nice house and all this shit and that's kind of like the end goal you know what i mean like that's the dream vision but if you if that's just the end goal what if you if you get there that's just it like nah it, it doesn't end there i mean it doesn't end like the path of success never ends you're always betting yourself there's always something to get improve upon if you're weak in one area then there's something to improve upon i mean there's always an area to improve you feel me, dog? Oh yeah, most certainly. <laughs> most certainly. I went on a little rant right there. <laughs> you got to, yeah, man. That shit, that shit just comes speak, out, man. When you speaking truth, man, that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, man. To let that that's truth roll about your tongue. That's facts, bro. Yeah. That's facts, my guy. So, um. About your workout style, is there anything else you want to talk about? Like your work, what, like what is, what's your take on fitness and working out at the gym? Okay, so if y'all want the secret, if y'all if y'all want the juice, now nah, but um, the way I train right now, I pretty much, I pretty much do a different body part every day. So on Monday, it'll be like chest, Tuesday, it'll be back, Wednesday, legs. And I pretty much work on different specific body parts each day. And Sunday will be my rest day, but I still go in and do abs and cardio. Okay. But what people don't understand with this workout stuff, like it's a, it's a lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle every single person on this earth should, mm -hmm. should be invested in because First of all, working out is a stress reliever. Yeah. Working out teaches discipline. Mm -hmm. Working out teaches consistency. Yeah. Working out teaches persistence. You feel me? Like I could have, I could have gave up once I tore my bicep and been like, "Fucking, I'm not messing with this shit no more." I'm yeah. Done. You feel me? And, yeah, became, and became a sprinter. Started running mm -hmm. long distance shit. You feel me? Yeah. It's something else. But nah, <clears throat> I stayed with it. I went through the rehab. I'm not going to lie. I did get depressed during the, during the time I was out of the yeah. gym. During that time I was out of the gym. I was, I was depressed. I was down. Drinking a lot more. Going a lot. Going, going out a lot more. Just doing stuff I wasn't supposed to do, but mm. as soon as I was able to get back into the gym, that shit turned upside down immediately. You feel mm -hmm. me? My discipline came back, and I and, and 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 plus I was on a mission. You feel me? Because yeah, I had gained, I had gained like a lot of bad weight. Mm -hmm. That had a had had a keg in my belly. You feel me? Like. <laughs> I was, I was not looking good. You feel me? So I was trying to get. I was trying to get back. Yeah. Know, get back to peak performance quick. You feel me? So so once once I once I was able to get back in the gym, I went I went crazy. You feel me? My diet. That's when I changed up my diet. My diet was on point. 
my my training was on point, and I was able to do something crazy in two months. Mm-hmm. Two months alone. And anybody can do that. You feel me? I ain't special. Yeah. <laughs> I am not special. <laughs> I'm not special in one bit. Anybody can do it. Yeah. You just gotta put in that time. Not everybody wanna do that, man. Not everybody gotta got that, time got that, that discipline. You gotta sweat. You yeah. gotta hurt. You gotta feel pain. No pain, no gain. Exactly. That's a fact. I'm telling you. But yeah, um, for anybody that's interested in workout or meal plans, you can hit up my IG page, Team Able. That's Team underscore A B E L. DM us, or you can email us at teamable3 at gmail.com. Hey, tell, tell them a little bit about Team Able. Been rolling with Team Able for a while. You got an Instagram page that you just said. Tell them a little bit about Team Able and what you guys are about. So, Team Able, what Able means is it comes from the Bible, Abel and Cain. And what we pretty mm. much represent it as is able to do anything through God, our Lord and Savior. Mm. So Team Able's about, we didn't, we never wanted to be categorized or, or have labels put on us. So that's why we went into everything. We went into acting, modeling, calisthenics, gymnastics, mm-hmm. bodybuilding. We, 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 we did it all, you feel me? Yeah. And we were good at every single thing that we went into. We didn't want to be labeled as oh, just gym rats or oh, yeah. just actors or oh, just models or oh, just good-looking dudes. No, we, wanted <laughs> to do, we just wanted to do everything. Yeah. And that's what we did. I feel that, bro. I feel that. Um, so your brother Bola, how's he doing, man? I ain't heard from him a little while. Oh, yeah, the champion. Yeah, champion bowling. My guy about to be in the next Creed movie, man. (laughs) You know, Bolas, he just, um, the premiere of the movie that he was just out, that he was in, just came out. Oh, yeah, okay. What movie is that? um, Family, Friends, and Lovers. I believe that's what it is. Family, (laughs) Friends, and Lovers. Look out for Bola in that movie, man. Um, that's probably gonna come out on Amazon or Netflix or something like that. Okay, okay, I'm about to look out for that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I went to the premiere for that. He killed it in that funny as hell, good ass movie. But um, yeah, and his boxing career is taking off. You feel me? And we got a surprise coming. I see that. You got a surprise fight? Yeah, no, no, not a surprise fight, but we got a surprise for y'all coming this uh, 2020. Oh yeah. Yeah, y'all gonna see him. On a okay. big stage. Oh shit! <laughs> on a big. Oh stage. yeah. Okay. Okay. You feel me? So yeah, I y'all can't just wait, wait for man. that. I can't talk too much on it, but I just wait to I see. I got some that, stuff so. in the works. I I know that boy Bola always had hands, so I'm yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see he's putting them to good use, man. Good talk. That boy always had some hands, man. He's turn, he's turn, it he's was turn. only. It was only a matter of time before we got in the boxing ring. Yeah, and the reason was because um, you know, we, he was doing he was doing bodybuilding before that. Yeah. Um, we had went to we had went to um, he had went to Olympia for the natural bodybuilding. Yeah. And when we got there, we was like, man, you were shooting. You got like he he had no competition at all. Yeah. It was like boys, boys amongst a man. <laughs> boys amongst a man. Oh yeah. Um, there was nobody standing next to this man that that, yeah. that looked like they could even have a chance of beating him. Okay. Yeah. But because it was his first year in that league, they didn't really know him like that, and he was already winning all types of competition. Yeah. They gave it to somebody else that. Has been in the league for a couple of years, and I'm not trying. I'm not trying to sound or I'm, I'm not no sore loser, but nah, it is what it is. Nah. Ball of yeah. the league, he literally demolished every single one of them guys. Like 
they they, could, they was not standing next to him. So after 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 he lost that, after after he, I'm not gonna say he lost, but after they they did what they did, mm-hmm. he chose to go into a sport where ain't the ain't ain't, ain't nobody. The only way other people will have control is if you don't knock them out. Exactly. You feel me? That's, that's, that's yeah. That's, that's what I like about boxing. Have control if you don't knock them out. You feel it's me? It's mano we mano. Yeah, exactly. Ain't nobody's. It's 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 statistics. Ain't no. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe I like to. No politics. That. Nothing I'm like that. That bullshit. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So, yeah, he got into that. Since then, he's he's been eleven and zero. 11 and 0. Shit. And nobody beat him. Damn. And it's 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 literally hard to um to um find them fights in the city. Yeah. Like, they, they they scared to fight they scared to fight them in the city. Yeah, shit. Ola, you had a fight with them too, right? Man, why you got to bring that up, bro? <laughs> like, you know how to go there, bro. <laughs> why you, you got to bring that up, bro? You know how to go there, my guy. Hey, I guess. <laughs> I, I make no excuses or nothing like that, but boxing ain't no joke. Like you can't, yeah. just, you just can't go into no boxing ring and think you gonna you gonna you gonna be whooping ass. Like you mm. gotta you gotta train for that sport. Yeah, like, no bullshit. You gotta train. Like my leg felt like Squidward. So like, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about if if that match went thirty seconds long, I probably would have. Been out on my ass. Like, <laughs> I can like, only imagine, bro. Everything else was good. It was my legs that wanted to give out. Bro. Yeah. My legs. When I was like, I did not know legs were being used that much Facts. In, a, in a boxing match. But you gotta be conditioned for for that sport. Hell yeah. You have to be. But yeah, <laughs> Bowler Bowler's doing good. You know, he in Las Vegas right now, training training at Mayweather's gym. So. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he out there. Oh right shit! There. So, okay, okay. I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna be gonna waiting to see what's in that. store. Yeah, I ain't know about all that. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now nah, we gonna we gonna see what's man. next. I'm saying a little bit too much, but nah, yeah. you good, bro? That was that was a little hint at what's to come. All right. Yeah, we, I'm excited we, now. I'm excited. We making moves out here. You feel I'm me? I'm excited, my guy. Real talk. Good for my man Bolo. Yeah. And how about you, bro? Lastly, you man, what's what's next for Ola Osendaro? What's what's, next what's the for, next? What, what's next for the juice? What's in store? Okay, for the juice uh, man. Right now, you know, I'm right now. I'm just working on my business. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, and I have a home renovation business that I do day to day. So, tell me a little bit about that. Um, I started it back in like 2017, I believe, with my uh, good friend. Uh, Leland. Leland, yeah, good dude. Yeah, me and him are business partners, and I met him through my brother. But yeah, we've been doing that for a couple years now. Business is, business has been good, and pretty much I work <laughs> I work for myself. So, and that's always been the plan to work for myself. But it's definitely angle because, like I told you, I'm in limbo right now. But I'm a, yeah, I'm an actor. You feel me? And I'm a pretty yeah. boy. So I got, <laughs> I, got, I got to get back on the screen soon. So you will do. You will in due time, bro. I'm just waiting for all this stuff to blow over. Mm-hmm. I just keep keep improving upon yourself, bro. Yes, sir. Stay yes, sir. stay dedicated. Stay persistent. Keep that discipline. You be gonna be all set, bro. But yes, it sir. also requires patience too, bro. Patience. Oh, most certainly. Patience, patience, patience. And after patience, you just gotta keep doing your thing. And until well, your time's gonna come, man, you gonna leave when you least expect it too. That's how it goes. That's and fact. You gotta be ready for that opportunity when it presents itself. That's Stay facts. Stay ready. So you ain't gotta get ready, right? That's facts. That's big facts, bro. Yeah. And trust me, I've been in the lab. I, I already know. Games. I already know. I already no know how you do. I'm waiting for that opportunity. It's going to come real soon, man. We all going to get our shot real soon. Yeah, Just got to stay ready, man. That's what it's about. Straight up. That's real talk, man. That was real talk, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, bro. 
man. Anytime, a lot, man. It's gonna be the number one show in the in the country. <laughs> yeah, man. It's gonna be the number one. Appreciate that, bro. We, That's we real gonna, talk, we my guy, Ola. Huh? What you saying? I said we gonna take it there. We gonna take it to number one. Oh, you already know, bro. What's up? You already know. Shout out to all my people from Quincy University. Shout out my guys, Money Team. Shout out my guy Bola. Do your thing out there in Vegas. Shout out, shout out. Who you want to shout out, bro? Man, I Anybody? just want to shout. I just want to give a shout out to God first of all. You know, first and foremost, amen. Nothing I could do without Him. There's nothing I've done that hasn't been without Him. You feel me? He's the only reason I'm still here today. And he's the only reason that I'm going to go up in life. You know, but after that, shout out, to, shout out to the money team, of course. Shout out to Devin. Yeah. Thank you for starting this podcast. We appreciate gotcha, bro. you. We love you. We want you to keep doing what you're doing. Keep on bringing positive vibes to the entire world. You feel me? I already know, some, bro. Somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do that shit. Somebody got to do it. You feel me? And money don't sleep. Nope. Money do that. I already sleep. know. All right. That's a wrap on the seventh episode. That's my guy, Ola. Old he days. Old days. Old days. <laughs> they don't know All nothing right, about that. Huh? I said they don't know nothing about that. Nah. <laughs> that's... that's... That's the good old days, man. But, yeah, that's a wrap on the seventh episode. Until next time, next episode coming real soon. All right, Ola. Peace out. Love. Peace Bless out. You. One.